All right, we're here. We are, we're recording from an undisclosed location. Not disclosed. It could be anywhere. Just to keep our identities... Do not check your closet, because uh, we might be in there. We might be there. But Aaron, you, uh, you moved into my building. I did. I did move into your building. Do you feel richer? Um, I feel richer in friendships, being closer mm. to me. That's a good answer. I think if anything, I feel poorer because it costs more money it to live here. It costs more money to live here. It does. But you know, did you get like a free month or anything? Um, I got a free mug that I gave to you. You did give that to me. Thank you. <laughs> a- after shout out to um, podcast guest Sam Arnold, his yeah. boyfriend George, yep. through your mug off of my Juliet balcony. Yes, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but yes, George did throw my Latitude 45 thermos off a balcony thinking that I would catch it. Didn't happen. Who's gonna ever catch anything three floors up? Like, I don't, I mean, I guess you are good at kickball, so it, you should have been able to it, catch it. It wasn't the catcher that was the problem, oh, it was the, the pitcher. Picture. <laughs> However, you want to go about with that. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, got, I mean, I got a good a good deal on the place. But I mean, uh, I am very happy to be here. I'm happy to have friends. Just like it, kind of almost feels like a gay dorm. And I think there's even more gays on the way. So if That's any right. of you are listening and you live in Minneapolis. Um, we will split the referral bonus with you. We will split the referral bonus with you. It's a great deal right now. If you need a place, you're looking to move. And I will just say Aaron has more money than I do. So consider that when you're considering uh, whether to go through me or Aaron. So, and, Or go through both of us and we, we, we find a way to oh, make it work. Hot. Some other... Hot. hot. And I think um, what we could throw in just to, to make it a little bit better of a deal for a you... sweeter. Um, we might have you on as a, as a podcast guest. You're, you're close by, and if, if someone falls through... That is an incentive. So if, if you've been looking to get on the podcast, um, all you have to do is sign a 12-month lease. At Latitude a, 45. Latitude 45, a gray star community. That's right. Shout out to Doggo, Doggo. Our, our guest from last week, Corporate Fish at Graystar. What that. what a fun episode that was. That was a fun episode. I think that this is going to be a pretty fun episode too. I have a feeling this is going to be a, a roller coaster of a ride, an amusement park fun level, if you will. Can I just say that I have been <laughs> capital D R E A D dreading yeah this <laughs> This album that I knew was going to be coming. Yeah, that's for, that's always a good attitude to have when um, you're reviewing an album. It really, it like honestly, <laughs> I I didn't. I've been talking a lot of smack about this artist. A lot of smack. And a lot of smack. There's there's not much that I have loved about this artist uh-huh. in the past. Yeah. But what I will say is, yeah. I did my. I tried my damnedest. He did the work. To give this album a go. A go, yes. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You'll have to hear my review after we uh, reveal our special guest. Yeah, who is our guest today? Well, so, so so Simon, uh, when we were uh, talking about your love of Lana Del Rey. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, you probably have a Lana community. You have a Twitter stan um, crew on... Uh, <laughs> 
on yes. Twitter that are thirteen-year-old girls I like do, Antonio. I do project manage a group of thirteen-year-old girls on Twitter <laughs> um, via a very popular Lana we, Stan account. There, there needs to be more pro Lana Stan accounts <laughs> on I, Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter, so I don't I don't know what the the scene is like it's, for that. <laughs> Uh, you, we'll we'll leave that to the to the viewers. What does she say? You can Google it. You can Google it, baby. <laughs> um, so that happened. That happened. And yeah, I thought you were gonna come with like this laundry list of names. I only needed one. But you only needed I one. I only needed one. And it turns out that name. That name was Bradley Cooper. <laughs> we have Bradley Cooper on this week. <laughs> All you need is wine, and he believed nope. it. Uh, no, we actually have Alan. Is it Samaro? No, that's not how you pronounce my last name. <laughs> how the hell do you pronounce your last it's name? Not an A in it. It's just Samaro. Samaro. Like Sam. It's literally. Do I, have it, do I have it wrong in my phone? I think I, I have it think wrong you in my do phone. because wow. it's literally. We probably should discuss this beforehand. Yeah, I we, I, I actually had it on like my to do list to discuss it beforehand, <sighs> yeah. and I did it. Wow. You know, this is just a peek into Thank what it's you. like to run a podcast. <laughs> you so, do, you do sometimes the you're scrambling. Him. It's okay. <laughs> I was gonna say because his name is spelled like you would just phonetically pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, it's really not too complicated. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I even have it right in my phone. It's yeah, Alan Semro. Yeah, wow, that's wow. Correct. But you know what? I added. I don't know where that a extra a came from. You know, I don't either. Maybe yeah. from my first name. You stole one. Yeah, but uh, but. We're so excited to have you on because Simon was telling me, he was like, yeah. you are posting Lana Del Rey 24-7, yeah. 365, yeah. all of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So having the resident Lana expert of Minneapolis on the pod oh. for our Lana Del Rey, yeah. what's it called? Not Chemtrails. to put any pressure on you. I will take that pressure, okay. to be honest. I will take that label. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, I am a stan. I am definitely a stan. And a stan. I've been standing for a while now. So I, thank mm. you so much for having me on today. And I feel so thrilled to be here. We're thrilled to have you. We are just so excited to not only hear your history with Lana, because I'm going to guess it goes, dates deep. back to deep. before we were it's deep, babies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Not <laughs> I had a Lana Del Rey tattoo when I was a fetus. Uh, and that was like an octopus. <laughs> and of course... The album we're reviewing is Chemtrails Chem Over, Over the Country, Country Club. Correct. That's right. A very is nostalgic, a very yeah. nostalgic name. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about that that title? What does it make you think about? What is mm. it? Yeah. It's complicated, actually, I, yeah, because I, uh, I think there's a certain level of nostalgia in it, and I think it's really about a corruption to beauty, to to yeah. this this this. Um, infrastructure i guess or, or sure. the american dream in a way of just like there's there's chemtrails over the country club right i was thinking too country club is like nostalgic idealism sort of and then chemtrails are kind of like this ominous thing ominous yeah so in a way it actually is very similar to the title norman fucking rockwell which we'll get into the yeah. brother and sister relationship later but we'll uh, get into it oh i so i honestly what did you think of it? I that? did not do like I did I did a lot of listening to this album, sure. but I did yeah. not do a ton of just basic searching. Okay. And so when I was okay. thinking chemtrails, I thought it was like, you know how like sometimes like companies will like pollute a river and there'll be like a strip of chemical like Oh my god, that's what you thought a chemtrail is? 
That, but now, now it sounds like it's more like the jet, it's the, the jet, jet fumes. Yeah. It's the jet, the jet yeah. fumes. Yeah. The conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. Because the the jet, the jet fumes are actually called contrails. I oh. Believe. The conspiracy is chemtrails that they're leaking down like. Yes. Shit. This is like the five G rays. Yeah. Giving is Lana cancer. a part of that? Movement? No. No. <laughs> no. But but the title, honestly, like, it is. Funny that that is the title because she loves to like. I think she likes to troll a little bit. Oh, of course. Yeah, she's that's tro- very she's much trolled all fucking week already. Yeah, it's very much a Lana thing. I and um, it spells out C O C C, which I thought was cock. Yeah, chemtrails over the country club. Mm-hmm. Now God, I'm hungry. Fucking Lana Del Rey. There's something to. <laughs> Can that. I just like. The fact that like it's country club is very Lana Del Rey. Correct. Like, that's her as like her aesthetic is like yeah. this can't be bothered like almost just over the entire world, but like just wants to get laid. Does she care? Does she not? She like she wants to fall in love for the the boy and the men and the thing, but like, but it's just so hard. It is hard out here, and she like. A guy treats her bad one day, she'll write a song about it. Maybe, like, in the first album. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I don't think... I think The White yeah. Dress song felt very much like, oh, look at, I'm, look at me, I'm so beautiful over here, and you noticed me? Oh, I didn't... That's not my reading that, that one. That was not my no. interpretation Okay, well, <laughs> before we, we go into we the... album, to interpret. Before we go into the album... Yes. Oh. Before. Before we get Alan, yeah, give us your credentials. Yes. My credentials. So my musical credentials or like what I do? What's your history with Lana? Um, and before you even get into that, you can just say like, you know, I, I listen to a lot of albums. I'm an album person. Sure. I like to pick and choose my faves. Sure, from sure, sure. I like to listen to the radio. The radio. Pandora. Got like, it. What, what do you do? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, I can kind of sum up. So, like, my musical upbringing, that was, uh, my my parents had a lot of classics Ooh, going on okay. in the household. My mm-hmm. first record I ever bought was, like, Aretha Franklin's Greatest Hits of the 60s. Okay. Like, I was into the cinema, Taste. the cinematics. Taste. I was into soul. I was into these classic sounds. And my, my dad was playing, like, Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and mm. Rolling Stones, Linda Ronstadt, uh, Carole King. That was playing in my house, my household. So, like, I was brought up with really... Uh, this, you know, the classics, but also the singer-songwriter tradition. But yeah. it also came up in the 90s where, like, artists like Sheryl Crow and Liz Fair oh. and, uh, God, who else? Alanis Morissette. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we had these great singer-songwriter traditions kind of resurfacing. <laughs> I love that reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess her too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a Liz Fair. Like okay. she's my second um, to Lana, and so like I was coming up with this stuff, and it was really braced in this singer songwriter tradition. So then when I got into college, what I was listening to was like I kind of flipped it on its head, and I was listening to I was really digging into like the alternative scene, oh, alt yes. scene, indie mm-hmm. in college, in college, and I was listening to great albums, like mm-hmm. great albums from the singer songwriters, like Lucinda Williams. I mean. Uh, just I was I Lauren Hill. I was just oh, taking yeah. in Lauren so so much music at that period of time, and I was writing music too. So it was oh, huge for me. Songwriter. That I was I, I was writing constant. Like I was writing a song a day. Like it was crazy. That's so that's fun. So cool. Yeah. Okay. I love. I still that. do it. 
And uh, I, you know, I do you do anything with the songs? I like post it on Instagram sometimes and stuff. Like I'm, I'm constantly writing things every day. I love that. Why aren't you like tossing them to Katy Perry? She'll take them. I don't want Katy. Sorry. What? What do you have against Katy Cat? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I. So I was. Before we go any further, what do you have with have against Katy Cat? So I was thinking about this concept of like. The, the, when we we have this derision toward these pop stars and mm-hmm. stuff coming into this because I know where Simon's at I know where you're at mm-hmm. and like why is that why do we get attracted to these these pop stars and I, I'm I'm actually having trouble even calling Lana Del Rey a pop star at this point because it it's is so it, it is hard to loop her in with yeah. what we perceive as a pop star but in but the, pop is like become like it's so broad correct it's now. popular what's popular Lana Del Rey is popular so I guess yeah. I can I can use that blanket statement. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But why do we have this derision toward them? And because I do have it toward certain pop stars, you know, and I have this derision toward them. And why do I gravitate toward other ones? And why was it Lana Del Rey that really hooked me? And she hooked me in with Ride in college. That was oh, the one that got yeah, me. Yeah, off the Tropico EP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Born to Die, I, I was kind of ambivalent and didn't really mm-hmm. go one way or another. Even to this day, I probably, I, I like four songs from that record. But okay. like, I will only listen to that record all the way through probably once a year where Norman fucking Rockwell is like twice a week three times a week so that's been the journey is like I but something about Ride hooked me and why was that and I think it has to do with these pop stars they come along and they answer a part of our personalities like they in the moment too like a lot of a lot of times they like answer the exact what you need in that moment totally so who am I to like judge somebody for liking that you need to calm down song by Taylor Swift or whatever like that if that spoke to them then I guess that spoke to them yeah but for me, like, there is a certain level of derision that I feel, feel toward that. And why is that? And it's because, mm-hmm. you know, Lana Del Rey, what, what's her, who does she speak to? Who was she speaking to from the get-go there? She was speaking right. to the outsiders, the romantics, the people who fall in love easily and get their hearts broken easily and are dreamers and are artists and, you know, are lone wolves, I guess, in a way. And she was speaking to this and she was weaving it into something that was beautiful and, something, and she made it into something that was cool. And that was kind of where she kind of pulled me in at that time in college where I was like freshly out and was starting to date and had like a boyfriend for the Mm. first time and was going to graduate soon and didn't really know where the fuck I was going. Like I had a whole open road, ride. Uh Ride ride is exactly what that song is. It's just like a mild baby. It touched you right in the right moment at the right time with the right sound. Right. Totally. Yeah. And then through the years now, it's been funny looking back because I've been following, she's the only person really that I've followed for this long and this intensely and it's only accelerated. Like Norman fucking Rocco was like next level for me. It was a moment that any artist would die to have in their career. Yeah, I think. correct. And yeah. she knew. You know what? You know what's so strange? On Apple Music, they have like essential albums, mm-hmm. and Born to Die is the essential album. And like, so you can have you can have more than one essential album. Right. Norman fucking Rock- Rockwell is not one of them. Yeah. So I don't Weird. know. I don't know why what's or like that algorithm. Well, I think I think it's at, at that point it's not an algorithm. I think that her her label probably did. Mm. Someone did. I feel like she kind of calls the shots these days. I feel like they should be fired if that's <laughs> what happened. Do you think that she thinks that Norman fucking Rockwell is her best she work? Said 100%. She said it. She 100%. said it. She said it. She said in an interview with Mojo Magazine recently, she said, Mojo. I, Mojo. I knew putting that record out that no critic was going to say it was bad. I knew it because it was such a moment and I created something where I had all these naysayers for seven years beating me down and I put an album out that said, 
I am a fucking singer-songwriter, and I am here to sing these beautiful melodies for you, and you're going to fucking relate to this. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. not one bad review of Norman fucking Rockwell out there in the public. That's right true. I think, like, the only... Well, then we need to review it on the podcast. We should. No, the <laughs> only, like, criticisms I've heard on the album are, like... Some people didn't love the cover of Do In Time. They think it didn't fit with the album, and those people sure. are crazy. Well, the one that I actually don't <sighs> think belonged was the next best American record on that record. Because mm, yeah. that came from Lust for Life, and when I hear it, I actually skip it. Uh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I'm gasping. Yeah. I am. Clutching I, my pearls. So that song actually had an, uh, an original iteration that I Found, found, found. Before, yep. before Norman fucking Rockwell came out, and so I actually heard it before, and so I knew going into it. And that always takes me out. It takes me out. See, I didn't have that context. Yeah, sorry, I, I probably context. ruined you, it. Mm, we'll see. I'll listen to it later. We'll so, see. Yeah. anyways, all this. I feel like I'm very long-winded when it comes to her, but like That's all this okay. said, like I followed her career, and it's very interesting looking back to like where I was at, where like you know I, I wasn't fully on board with Paradise. But like ultra violence, I'm in this relationship now, and I'm yeah. living with the guy, and things are not going well. She's, and I, she's this upset. record comes out, and I'm angsty, and it's answering back what yeah. the fuck I'm going through. It's true, and that's been yeah. the case throughout her career, where I'm able to look at like lust for life, and I'm like, I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, kind of living my best life, and just like on the scene, I get, I was out and about. I mean, I was, yeah. I was having a good ass time in my my mid twenties, just, mm-hmm. just having a great time and it, it that record answered that so it's it's been interesting looking at at the history there of what she's done and how every time she puts a record out it's reflecting it it allows me to look at it and be like where am i at in in conjunction to this record right and that's what kind of where the standum is at right now and mm-hmm. chemtrails over the country club no exception to yeah. that right there yeah do you think that you are like definitely 100 percent we talked like, what was the song? Drive or something? Ride. 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 Mm-hmm. Came out, like it was the perfect anthem to kind of that moment in your life. I do wonder a lot of times, like as you, um, you become devoted to an artist, mm-hmm. if you start to be able to kind of find ways, like it, it, it's less of her driving to you and more of you kind of finding, like you're looking to find ways to connect to the songs. Yeah. I I feel like with Lana, you don't have to, like it just happens. And if you don't have that connection with her, correct. like you're not going to get that. Correct. That's fine. Which, you know, like people obviously have that connection to other pop stars that I truly do not and do not understand and probably never will. Right. And that's just... And, right. and I think, too, going back to what you were talking about, is like, why do we feel these things for pop stars? And I think we have just, like, learned that we have to expect so much from these pop stars, especially females. Mm-hmm. And so when we do have connections like that that are positive, it does make it hit that much harder when a record comes out and it feels like it's reflecting on what we're going right. through. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So who do you stand, Aaron? Um, who do you stan? Who's your holy yeah, trinity? Yeah, who's your yeah holy? Trinity. He loves well, he loves Batty. What I what I would say okay. before, like I do want to to call out that I think that like your descriptors of like who um, is Lana's audience I think is is it's a you, generalization. What, I definitely no 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 no. I but I, I think that like that's you're you're describing it. And I was like not really me. Not really me. <laughs> not really me. Not really me. <laughs> yeah and. 
I think, because especially like that feeling of like quickly falling in love or just like it's it, like quickly probably having your heart broken, et cetera, like being more emotional. Mm -hmm. I am not very emotional. Mm -hmm. That's not like, <laughs> it. I cried for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh like it was like two years, like a year, at least a year, if not two years since the last time I cried. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't cry often. Sure. sure. And so. You have to be strong for prairie. I have to be strong for Prairie. And before Prairie, I had to be strong for myself. That's right. But like, I think that's probably a reason why it has been harder for me to to find connection with Lana because she doesn't, like, I don't feel like her experiences of like how she's going through life is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of who I stand, um, Bet I'd say my closest similarity is probably Betty Who mm -hmm. in the fact that like I've gone to eleven Betty Who shows wow. I think yeah um, I will like I think that the hard part for that is like she has not put out new music in in a very long time mm -hmm. and uh, starting to feel like Rihanna her latest oh album right her Melton. her latest album like honestly was not my favorite mm -hmm. um, and how many albums does Betty have now. She ha she has uh, three albums right okay. now, and she I think she's just waiting until she can tour to put out right. another album. Mm, right. Which, like, Lord knows, I mean, Lord knows when that's going to be. Speaking of Speaking that. Speaking of Lord. Lord. <laughs> where's, that, where's that album? <laughs> Lord, hello. That's, Lord is another artist that I legit, like, I love. Really? I love Lord. Oh. Yeah. And it's, it's weird that yeah. I, like... You'd think that it would be. You'd like, think there would be. There's a, some kind of parallel. No, but I, 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 you, I know exactly what. Like you see the distinction. There's a distinction. There's there. a dis there's yeah. a distinction, and what to me, what I think it is, is I think that like, in a weird way, I think that between Lana's voice and her stripped down instrumentals mm. and her lyrics all kind of combining into one, is it feel like? I, I don't think that she's the the one like the person to be talking about like I don't I, she feels like she comes from a place of privilege where like she doesn't have to be thinking about like there's people dying or like there I don't feel like she's really like she's kind of like let me live in this bubble and like find love and like my own heartbreak is like what I care about and like etc and that's where like even the country club example, it kind of goes like if you go back to country clubs, it's like from a place of privilege, et cetera. Like I, I feel like my hardest part about Lana, and I don't know if it's again, it's whatever, but like it just, to me, it truly feels like it's a little bit tone deaf to me. Mm. And it's, it's more my problems and not like bigger problems, which is, it's, not an artist's job to have like the boys will be boys or whatever on your album like Dua Lipa did. No, uh, we don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need that song. Yeah. But like, it's not at least a poetry book. It's no, it, it, it's not an artist's job to do that. But I think that like something about her attitude and like her like demeanor mm. kind of just makes her makes it feel like she doesn't give a damn about those things. Interesting. And that, okay. that like, to my core bothers me because I think that there is, like, I'm one of the few, like, not one of the few, one of many people that, like, I don't want to, like, I didn't listen to Taylor Swift during the Reputation era because she, like, 
would, was radio silent during the 2016 elections, mm. mm-hmm. and she was radio silent. Well, now she's better now. She's and that's why like I'm she a little bit cookies. more okay with like her. She made, and I was kind of being sarcastic. No, she's like she's still like she could do more. Obviously, mm-hmm. like yeah. baking cookies for Biden is not really like. Yeah. Go to some rallies, do some whatever. Gaga, come on, look look at Gaga and what she's doing. We did at show. But like, yeah, that's. There's a level of like I want you to at least be culturally aware because there's like the Chris Browns of the world that I like. I love the song "No Air" by Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown, but like yeah. I can't listen to it anymore because I can't oh, give yeah. them that streaming money. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, there's no Chris Brown on my. I'll just listen playlist. to Battlefield. There you go. Sure. Yeah. So like I think that that's like to get that was that's kind of my history with Lana. Sure. It, I will say that I tried. I tried to listen to Norman Fucking Rockwell that's a couple what I was times. Say. Back when when that came out, and it was not, it just didn't. But I think I think what it there's probably going to be a moment that maybe maybe I'll go back and it will like connect with me in the same way that like it, you kind of had. I have to have probably one of those moments. Like I had, I think with Betty Who, it was very much. Um, I wasn't out of the closet, but like she made me feel so okay with like myself Uh and she was kind of my anthem during that time period. And I mean, I kind of was out of the closet. I kind of wasn't. It's a long story. There's probably an episode where we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. But like she was there and then I like kind of like you hooked into Lana and you Mm -hmm. said, I'm going for this ride. (laughs) I said, I'm going for this ride with Betty. Um, so that's my that's my view. I know yeah. Simon, you were you when we were chatting uh, going into this episode, you were like Lana is a very personal experience. I'd love to hear more. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree that for whatever reason, I think she's very divisive in that like if it hooks you, you feel so strongly about it. Right. And if you don't, it's just like well, like, what am I missing? Honestly, here? what's wrong with, like, I'm honestly a little bit like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, right? and, and it feels like, a, like, the funny thing is, so I was talking, to, sorry, but like, I was talking to my friend, so my, my core group, I have a very, like, small core group, but they hear about these releases when they're when they're coming. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm talking to my friends about them, I'm Snapchatting about them, and I Snapchatted my one friend, and she's never like Lana, and I was just mm-hmm. like, COCC in two weeks. <laughs> and she said a similar thing where she, well, a similar sentiment in that she's just like, Ew, I really don't like it. And my immediate reaction was like, get on the defensive. And why is that? Like, it's because it's such a core part of our personalities that we're yeah. that we feel like we need to defend it. But like Lana Del Rey doesn't give a fuck about us. She, she truly Lana Del Rey is in her backyard right now, yeah. vaping, probably fucking clay in an igloo. You know, yeah. like yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She no, doesn't even realize her album came out a so, week ago. No, she does. Like that literally, literally you were describing like all of the things I'm like. But so I think it's interesting. So yeah. So like yeah, Lana's definitely not out there using her voice as like an like she doesn't play someone as the here and now and here's what's going on and this is how I feel about it. No, that's never. That's not her. Ever been Lana? It's a nostalgia thing, right? Like it's, it's... very nostalgia. So it, I would be very surprised if the album came out and. There was anything that I could think of, like this. This really goes for like the times and what we're going for but, right but, now. You know, you, you know, you know how like. Do you ever watch Jamie or Jay, or what is it, Jamie Oliver? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How he's he goes back to anything like that was nostalgic in the past, and and he's like, you could go to anything, and you'd, you'd be able to go like, that's racist, and like be able to sure. unpack how it's racist. Sure. And that's where like to me like, 
I think I'm a little bit burned by nostalgia. Mm, interesting. If that like interesting. Mm. Okay. I'm learning. But, I, I'm learning a lot about your point of view. Okay. This makes sense. This makes sense. And I it's yeah, I don't know. Cause I with Lana, it there are elements of nostalgia, yes. I don't know. It, I don't know how to I I'm struggling so hard to try and find the words of like this is why I feel that way about mm-hmm. her or whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah. some it's It might not have words. And that's yeah. a weird thing, too. But, I mean, I think what her mu- musically, what it really evokes is, you know, what I grew up listening to in a weird way, too, where, I, you know, th- there were these classic sounds where she's bringing it in. And, like, Ride, when I heard it for the first time, it sounded like something that I've been listening to for years, but also something that was so in the moment with lines like, I'm trying hard not to get into trouble and like I'm tired of feeling like I'm yes. fucking crazy. Like yes. that all was just that was reflective of where I was at as, you know, a millennial, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I was in college. I remember the music video came out yeah. for it. And it was <laughs> reflecting so many things. I was just like, I'm trying so hard in this field that I'm studying and I'm literally putting every ounce of my being into this and I have no idea what the outcome is gonna be. And just the video was so well done and it I like I truly I started crying during it and mm-hmm. I you don't really know at the time like why am I feeling this way and then now it's like looking back is like oh this is why mm-hmm. like very much connected that way yeah so for me um I liked born to die but not because I went into a deep dive of like this is uh, someone kind of playing a character and this is what she's trying to evoke it's more just like I really liked the sound of it like video games and blue jeans came out and I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I really like this. Yeah, I'm, video games is undeniably a great, great song. One of her greatest, yeah. for sure. And then Tropico came out and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still liking this. It was definitely, like looking back, it's very disjointed. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. It was kind of a reset moment though. Where yes, I felt it was like, definitely a reset moment. I mean, Born to Die was so fucking polarized and I, I don't think it's yeah. actually aged well as a record, but like mm-hmm. Paradise, Paradise, you could put a Rick Rubin produced so- song like Ride on it yeah, and all of a sudden you're getting at least some critical respect, I guess, which is yeah. what she needed at that She point. definitely needed and I, I do think Born to Die is one of her, like it definitely doesn't age as well as the rest of her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ultraviolence came out and mm-hmm. I think I was so fixated on how she just sounded and I really liked that sound from the first album oh that God. Ultraviolence came out and I just didn't know what to do with it at the time. So so like I did really like West Coast. Uh-huh. I loved West Coast. Iconic. Yeah, so good. And then it was like Honeymoon came out and I truly gave it a listen and didn't listen to it again for three years. And then Lust for Life came out and Lust for Life for me while it has some really amazing like standout tracks it's my mm, born to die is probably my least favorite album followed by lust for life Mm -hmm. i just don't love it as a journey Mm -hmm. but it also like get free is one of my favorite lana songs so good so it's a weird album for me like that yeah like the journey's not the best i mean she goes through every fucking genre on that that album yeah it's a lot I would say a lot of Lana, like the stands generally, actually, a lot of them actually are negative towards Norman fucking Rockwell, which is interesting. Which blows my mind. Yeah. But they also are that way toward Lust for Life and think that yeah. Honeymoon is the magnum opus, which I... Well, I'll come back to that. Okay. So, and then it was, <laughs> and it truly was Norman fucking Rockwell for me that made me look at Lana Del Rey as a serious artist and songwriter. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. hit, like, I, I, it was it Memorial 
Day weekend that that I came out. August or, or Labor Day. I had only been living in Minneapolis for a month, and it was such a crucial thing. It was some kind of weekend where it was yeah. a long weekend. I was at a cabin. I had just interviewed for a new job, and it went so well. Okay. And I was, I had just gotten out of a relationship that I, and I felt like I was living authentically and like as a person I really liked for probably the first time ever. And I, this album was not on my radar. It just showed up. I was having my morning coffee. Spotify is like, oh, Lana released a new album. And I'm like, I've liked her stuff in the past. Let's check this out. And I remember the first line of the album, goddamn <laughs> man child, you fucked me so good that I almost said I love you. Yep. And from that moment, I was like, I think this is going to be something special. <laughs> like, I, I think this is going to be good. And I, I remember listening to it. And people, and I just was like silent the whole time. And my friends are like, hey, what's up? And I was like, this Lana album is really good. <laughs> oh my God. And I couldn't really process it fully. Like, I just was like, I know this is really good. Yeah, it's special. It's special. It's very good. I do, I think it's like a perfect album. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything about it. I, I have really good memories of it. It's one of those albums that... I, I just went through so many phases of like, this is a song that I'm fixating on right now. Mm. And then weeks would go by and something about like the greatest came along and just oh smacked me with the buildup. The greatest. And then Do In Time was like my number one song listened to for the whole year. Yeah. It just, it, there were so many moments for me with that album where it just hit and then this hit and then this hit and I continue to listen to it probably weekly. Like I love that album so much. Yeah. So that was definitely the turning point. For me, it was like, okay, this is someone who knows how to write a song, truly doesn't give a fuck about, like, what the reception is going to be, I don't think. Like, Mm. she's going to put out what she wants to put out. Yeah, she's not putting out number one hit songs. No. She knows that. No, no. And so I was excited for this album, but all the albums do, for me, feel so different. Mm. And, And for someone who probably doesn't listen to all of her stuff... The idea of Lana sounding different is like, haha, doesn't she sound the same in every song? Yeah. And I don't me. think that... Yeah, yeah that's right, it's there. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, but from Norman, I went back and I listened to Ultraviolence mm-hmm. and was like, oh, fuck, this album is incredible. It's just like this full package of like, what the fuck? Like, it's so... You, you know uh, what You know what the moment was for me? What? One night I did an edible and Kay. there were some fun lights happening and I threw on sh- the Shades of Cool music video. <laughs> When she's dancing in the living room. And it's all like, it's all like, what is happening on my my screen right now? This is (laughs) incredible. So, and then I went back and listened to Honeymoon. And after a couple of listens, I was like, this album is a lot better than people remember, I think. I agree. Uh, I think it's, it's so well written. And it's very consistent. Very consistent. Uh, Yeah. I think it's one of her most consistent and very well written. I mean, those lyrics shock me. Like the blackest day. I'm like, what? It is definitely one of those albums, though, where, like, you're not picking this song out and adding it to a playlist. Like, it's not. It's an an album you can't take songs from. It is probably, out of all her albums, the most, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the single... I mean, High by the Beach was kind of... High by the Beach was fine. I danced to that in the club. Yeah. They'll never put it on, but I will. We'd be the only ones. Maybe the video bar. Maybe the video (laughs) bar. Video bar. I I will say, I do... When I used to go to the gym back in whatever, a year ago, like, doing time... I would run around the track listening to that. It mm. would get me pumped. I mean, I work out to Lana Del Rey on 
the daily. I've been guilty of that. I, I have forgotten that I've, I've worked out to podcasts before. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I've that's always that. like I'm in the like I'm in the, at the very bottom of my squat, and I'm like I need something to help me, and I'm like, oh, it's Bow and Yang. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the I don't think so, honey. Segment getting you through. Your yeah, I agree. <laughs> Pumping those reps. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Lana. You know, uh, newer ish. I, I would probably say Stan. I just, I really like I think you are You dove in really deep, You're like, though, with Norman. That's what it sounds like. Oh, my like. God. Yeah, it really hooked you. It really did something to yeah. me. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Well, that's a lot of history about Lana. I know. So I... That was so fun. Let's do it for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. <laughs> We're at, so tune in for part two next week. <laughs> Let's talk about what we think uh, rock candy sweet is going to sound like. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's, God, don't. let's get into that. Don't, don't make me think about that. Don't, don't make, make me sing. sing. <laughs> Anyways, so should we go into uh, our thoughts on the album yeah. as a whole? Yeah. Where do we, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Um, I, I, I don't even, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin, mama. I'll just give you a, like, the first time I listened to it, I kind of forgot the album was coming out because I was playing World of Warcraft, Guilty, and then it happened, and I just, you know, it was 12.30 or so, I threw on the cans, my big over the do you, ears. Do you get up at, like, or do you, will you stay up at midnight for an album to listen to it the first time before bed? I wasn't planning on it, to be honest, but... It drew me in. I was mm. like, I I can't go to it bed. Just yeah, I can't it just happened. I can't go to bed without yeah. listening. But do to you this. do that like ever? I've done it. I've done it. I don't. I've never done it. I've always yeah. been like, I would rather go to because the thing is, is I know if I listen to it at midnight, which one is like three hours past when I go to bed. That's true. That's true. But like, I'm gonna be like excited about it, and not be able to fall asleep. Like, mm. I need to be able to. I need to be able to go. Like, is so it there true. for me in the morning? So true. I do have to really be feeling it. I don't go out of my way to do it. Uh-uh. For sure, for sure. But um, you never really, yeah, that's the thing is like, I never really know what to expect going into a Lana album. Mm-hmm. So we had heard like, we had heard obviously Chemtrails yeah. over the country club and I loved that as mm-hmm. a single. Um, Let Me Love You Like a Woman, I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. So we, but like between the, between the two songs, it's not a whole lot to go up. Oh, yeah. and you heard a snippet of Tulsa, Tulsa Jesus. And then yeah. she sang Breaking Up Slowly with Nikki Lane in Austin, sure. Texas. Mm-hmm. So I got a snippet of that, but those are really only the four. And that, like with Norman, she snippeted the fuck out of that record. Oh, like we yeah. heard snippets of everything on that, I think. Yeah. So with this one, it was kind of a mystery, yeah. Yeah, but I was I was very pleasantly, not surprised, but I was pleased because to follow up Norman fucking Rockwell is going mm-hmm. to be a tall order. So I just wanted to, I was just hoping that I would listen and enjoy myself. And find ways to enjoy it. And yeah. I absolutely did. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. What about you, Ellen? What'd you... What'd you think? Yeah, so... <laughs> you want my thesis statement? Yeah, uh, absolutely. No, yeah. so I mean, uh, I'm at a point where I'm looking at... So Norman fucking Rockwell, kind of a reset moment for her where it's like, you're going to have to take me seriously now. like, And I felt like from there, where is she going to go? She's yeah, established where, herself. Where do you go she's from She's established here? herself. Probably the Waffle House. Oh. Denny's. <laughs> Denny's. Her, her and Clay at Denny's. <laughs> Um, I'd be going to Waffle House. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but she establishes herself as, I think, what Bruce Springsteen says, one of the greatest singer-songwriters in America right mm-hmm. now. Clock it. Um, you know, establishes herself as that, and it's like, I, I felt like she's going to carry on in the sing- singer-songwriter tradition, 
And I felt like from what I've heard so far and what I've read, this is going to be a folkier record. But where I'm at right now is I'm looking at, I really do see Norman fucking Rockwell and Chemtrails Over the Country Club as brother and sister records. And that's yes, how I've been. I do too. I've been really looking at them that way. Who's and the brother? Norman fucking Rockwell is the brother. We've got a man on the cover. Yeah. Instrumentally, I would say it is more stereotypically masculine. You've got the guitar solo in The Greatest. She covers mm. Doing Time by Sublime, saying, me and my girl, we got a relationship. Yeah. She has a line in Mariners, I'm your man. How, I'm to, your disappear, man. how to Disappear is essentially about easing the anxieties of a guy. You know, she's got mm. these records where she's really like, you know, I'm going to take a stand here. Like, I'm not perfect. Not everything's great. But like, I'm going to persevere. And that's really what that record feels like to me is this yeah. perseverance record mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, there's a guy, but she'll call him out. She'll call him a jerk in, in Happiness is a Butterfly and shit. Yeah. And so for me, you know, that record is not like this Dom Top record or anything. I mean, I think it's a verse. <laughs> I think that's a versatile <laughs> do, record. Do, does she I have a Dom that. Top record? Uh, maybe Ultraviolent. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, that's not. I take that totally back. That's probably like a power bottom. That's a power bottom, man. Chaotic bottom energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do take that's like a dark chaotic bottom record. Yeah. What would you say is like the vaccinated top album? Mm, Is there a vaccinated Mm. top album? Is that to come? I think that's rock sweet. Oh, (laughs) sweet rock candy. June first. June first. Yeah, right. Yeah, I doubt it. Very much sounds like it's not going to be June first. There's no way. I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll have to be here back in June 1st. But anyways, like I, I feel like it, it's a much more masculine record. She's got a guy on the cover. She's holding him, putting her hand out. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like that was all in some ways intentional. And then with this record, it's definitely much more delicate instrumentally. Paired she's, back. I would yeah. say there's a narrative here, which differs a little bit from Norman fucking Rockwell, but she's at a point where it's like, I'm standing here and like, I'm not great. And I think I need to get away. Mm-hmm. And guy... We are both total weirdos, so if you want to come along on the ride here, please do. Yeah, and I you, think can. That's, you can. Yeah, I think that's where she's at with yeah. this record. So I do see them as brother and sister records. I've put them actually into a playlist called God um, on Spotify. Love that. G-A-W-D. Uh, God. No, it's, it's, it's the God. G-O-D. Uh, and okay. added like Season of the Witch and Looking for America and stuff in there. Love and that. Love that. I've listened to that just in shuffle. And it's very in- it's, a, it's a very comprehensive experience. And they do they do kind of go in tandem together. Norman fucking Rockwell is very much so about her looking at her outer world, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got songs like The Greatest and shit. She's looking at it and saying, shit's kind of fucked. And yeah. then with... The culture is lit. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. The yeah. culture is lit. And I've had a ball. And who, yeah. who hasn't felt that this year? Uh, but w- with uh, Chemtrails, she's looking at the person. She's looking inside at the personhood, which feels so relevant right now. And the timing of this, I thought this was coming out in September, and then it... Just radio silence. (laughs) It did not. It did not. Radio silence. Didn't didn't it like it was supposed to come out and she didn't say anything. Correct. It just like (laughs) and then just like I'm putting out an American covers record for Christmas for you all. And that didn't happen. Radio silence. And then all of a sudden it's like we got the teaser like pre-order coming in a week. What? Yeah, yeah. What? She was trying to pull. Evermore, Taylor Swift, Nick Jonas, the whole, no, the whole quick that, release. She does not put that much thought into it. It was like, she, her manager probably called her up and was like, here's the, put this on your Instagram in a week. Okay, remind me in a week. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like, it's very much so her looking at the personhood and it feels so 
in the moment right now and so relevant. You know, we're springing into spring and we're at, on the coattails of this this Panera, as I'm calling it. Panera. <laughs> the Panera. The Panera. <laughs> the Panera's been crazy. The, this Panera. We've been in this Panera. And the for mac a, and cheese, though. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in this Panera for a year and she's putting this record out about like, well, I've taken a look at myself and here's how I feel about the state of things right now. I'm not trying, you know, this whole famous thing that I glamorize with Born to Die. Mm-hmm. No. This is not my thing. You got songs yeah. like Dark But Just a Game. It's like, she's at this party looking around and it's like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think this this moment in time where we've all essentially had to shut our doors and like look at ourselves or had the opportunity if we wanted to take the opportunity. If you want to. And have been able to look at ourselves and be like, what do I want the you know, on the other side, what do we want that to look like? And I think this record is sort of about that. It's like, I had to go on this journey and now I'm at a point where I'm looking at things holistically and with a clear vision. And I'm like, okay, this fame thing, not great, but it is what it is. And I can still go to the Afro-Caribbean two-step with uh, Joan Baez and get down, you know? Absolutely, mama. So that's, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, I would agree that this one feels more introspective, which does feel like it just came out at the right time for that reason. Because, yeah. I mean, we I've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of yeah. evaluating myself. Where am I at? What do I want? Right. And I think we get that too with like white dress. It's, yeah. it's before the fame. You know, I'm a waitress. He was the, at the... The Men in Music Business Conference. Oh my god. Donna Orlando. Men in, men in Music Business <laughs> oh Conference. It's iconic. But yeah, she. you know, this isn't in my mind... Norma fucking Rockwell is the magnum opus, but with this record, what she knew going into the release of this is like, it's not going to top it. Yeah. And you know what? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a single that's going to reach anywhere on the charts. That's cool. I know my place here, and I'm going to put it out just because I fucking can, and because yeah. this is where I'm at right now, yeah. which I would argue her stripping it down in the way that she does right now, I don't think there's a more authentic pop artist out oh. there than oh. Lana Del Rey right well, now. Well, damn. I don't think there is. Oh, I think damn. she had all those questions at the beginning of her career, but if you look at that as to where she's at right now, she put what the fuck she wanted to put out there, and it is what it is, and it's living and breathing, and I think it is adorable and gorgeous and all that. So Yeah, there is, there is that thing with Lana where it's like, it, it does it hit you or does it not? And it definitely hit me. Mm-hmm. And it hit me at moments that I wasn't really expecting. So mm-hmm. she has a song like Let Me Love You Like a Woman, where yeah. if you look at that like thematically, it's like, it's it feels more like, it definitely nostalgic of like, I'm going to take care of my man, that kind of thing. It feels a little more traditional, mm-hmm. which is like, so when I think about that, I'm like, that would definitely not be my vibe or something I think I'd connect with. But there, I don't know what it is about moments like, because in all of her music, she talks so much about the coast. Like, we're in L.A. She's yeah. a Brooklyn baby. Yeah. Like, she goes between the two, and it's always such a staple in her music. Yeah. And so now when she talks about, like, I, you know, I'm from a small town. How about you? Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas Nebraska. Orlando. She went mm-hmm. all over. Vermont. Vermont. Did I Orlando. hear that? No. Wasn't that Vermont? No, no, no. no. She didn't go to the Sorry. West. She went, this was, a, this is her Midwest. That's her Midwest. Uh, her Midwest. But yeah, she says, I only mention it because I'm ready to leave LA and I want you to come mm-hmm. or need, depending on where we're at in the song. Correct. Yeah. There's yeah. The, there's yeah. both. And it, like moments like that were just like. There is something about the acknowledging the change that really hit me, and I was like, "Fuck, 
I think I'm at a moment like this in my life right now too. And it just, there are moments like that where it's just like, I know Lana doesn't know me. It does, truly probably wouldn't give a fuck about me if, if she knew I existed. But there's something about the music that always hits me right. And it, oh, I, I just, I felt that yeah. again Yeah. with, with cock. With cock, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> There, there you go. There's, there you go. That's, um, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I, I, so I, this is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I will tell you. So like, I listened to this album. I, t- I told myself I'd at least listen to it once a day from the time it came out oh, wow. until okay. today, okay. which is a Thursday. So a full week yeah, of week. recording. Yeah. And uh, I've actually listened to it like maybe two or three times most days. Mm-hmm. And I have, as someone that really tries to find connections with the lyrics, etc., I did try to. Yeah. I, do, I, I didn't get that. I think what I'm like, I'm actually very excited for like us to sit together and like hash out our top bops of like mm-hmm. why you guys think your mm-hmm. top bop is your top bop. Because I think that like, ma- I think maybe you kind of um, being the um, like, do you know, like two old people that watch a movie together in the theater. It's like, <laughs> oh, Statler and Waldorf. What? <laughs> hey, honey, what just happened? <laughs> oh, oh, that- is that it? Is that a is that a good thing? Is he the bad guy? <laughs> like I think having I think having that um, for this album where I am that that old guy in the audience. I definitely went the wrong way with that. Yeah, <laughs> but I like yours so much. <laughs> so good. Um, I definitely have had listening moments on this podcast where like I didn't like just listening to a song with the people there. Maybe like appreciate it way more. Appreciate it a lot more. And so I'm, I'm very, I'm like, I. That's the one thing I've like had solace in going into this album is like, even me like forcing myself to listen as much as I did. Yeah. I came into today being like, okay, but like, what and why is your top bop your top bop? Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. all these sound songs sound. Like, it all blends together for me right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do I pick a biggest flop? Right. Um, Which I do have both. But, like, I think for me, if I'm going to give this album a rating, I think that, like... At time of recording. At time of recording. Mm -hmm. And at time of... um, Like, I want to quantify my, 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 my rating with... Typically, my, my, my rating system is that the album needs to feel cohesive as a whole, which this totally does. Like, mm-hmm. I think from beginning to end, it, it really great. does blend, like, it blends really well and kind of has that storyline there. Yeah. Lyrics, obviously, I didn't really connect with in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no songs outside of potentially our Top Bops 2021 playlist that, like, are, these songs are going to be added to right, for me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to catch up on that list, by the way, if you're a Spotify no, listener. I'm so no, sorry. I haven't started the Apple Music one. So, like, I, oh. want, I, want, I wanted to wait until we had, like, more than three songs to start the okay. playlist. So I, can, I think we can say, like, Fair. announcing right now the 2021 Top Bops playlist. Yeah, I'll have the Spotify one up by the time this comes out. And if I don't... Well, well, it'll happen eventually. You'll yeah. get used to it. <laughs> Use promo code BOPPERFLAT. That's right. Um, so I... I, I will not go back to this album. Okay, fair. I, I fair. don't... 
I don't want to listen to it again. I really, I was telling uh, Simon and Alan, or Alan before this podcast started, I was like, I think because of how much I listen to it, at least for like the next couple of months, it's going to be in my 2021 <laughs> Apple Music replay playlist. That's yeah. like my most 100, <laughs> yeah. 100 most listened to songs. Nice. And we're going to screenshot it and be like, <laughs> a new stan. Look, a new stan. He really he does arrived. love her. <laughs> so Lana's not for me. Mm-hmm. This album's not for me. Yeah. This is a flop for me. Okay, fair. But yeah. like... It's, I want to quantify that with it's not like a flop from like, it's terrible, bad. It's yeah. just not for me. It's not yeah. your, it's not your special of the day. I respect that. Yeah. I absolutely respect that. Yeah. I can respect that. And it's funny because you were texting before and you had, you had asked me like, just like, how do I listen to this? Like, <laughs> what am I missing? And I, you know, I was like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I can answer that. Some, you know, yeah. you just got to find your way and maybe, and if you don't, you don't. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. Well, we might find our way as we go through um, no. top pops, but like, so is it safe to say we know what your ratings are, or do you want to say them out loud? I mean, I'll just on the record say that cock is a bop yeah. for me. Cock is a bop. Cock is a bop. Absolutely. And put that on a t shirt. Well, then how about we go into our top bops and we yeah. can get that thing started? Great. Who wants to start? Anybody dying to start? How about I start just because, like, I am mine. Mine break is, the ice, break the ice, break okay. break the ice, and it's like one that I I just kind of felt like was, um, I don't know, it was simple, but it was fine, and it was um, not all who wander are lost. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. So not not all who wander are lost. Good good pick. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna listen. I suggest you do the same, and we'll be right back. Not all those, or what is it? Not, <laughs> wow. not all those who wander are lost. Beautiful. Yeah, I would edit, just I would edit that out, but I'm not going to. So no, don't do it. So, Aaron, why'd you choose that song? Um, so I think the, so when we listened to it as a group, it also like helped me like kind of stay in the moment for it too. For sure. The the whole the old Apple Music lyrics scrolling through. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Um. This morning, I caught myself actually just singing along without it even playing. Oh, it gets, it's an mm-hmm. earworm. It gets, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's an earworm. And mm-hmm. one thing that came up um, that Alan brought, brought up when we were off camera. <laughs> off cam. Off camera, no mic. That's um, right. Uh, tune into our video version of the podcast <laughs> on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Am, I, am I being filmed? Yes, there are cameras Jeez. everywhere. <laughs> my hair is a mess. My hair is a mess. I have a single blank security camera to watch Prairie, and that's the recording. <laughs> it's a really good angle of Alan's back. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's my best <laughs> it, it makes this all look really good. That's right. Um, but Alan mentioned uh, in the commercial break that um, he's like, oh, there's there's Jack within the song Jack Antonoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. who. Yeah. Uh, I hear a little. Who was a big, um, I think he was like one of the only producers of the album, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, uh, him and Rick Knowles. Rick Knowles did one rec- run song. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I I think that this, you're going to hate me for saying this. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guitar, that like the, listening to it this time on the Apple TV, etc. Yeah. Had very similar folklore vibes of the same guitar, kind of like the diddle yeah. Well, I mean, he does 
so much. He like, does it so it much. Would have hard, don't you think it'd be hard for his stuff not to carry over? Correct. Oh, <laughs> you know, like 100. Yeah, percent yeah. I think that like it just is interesting to me that um, I didn't notice until now, and then I was like, this. There's like a specific Taylor Swift song that I can't think of what it is. I'll have to. I'll have to like share it with you guys later, but. Um, that it has very similar guitar riffs and that very guitar, similar guitar sound. Um, mm-hmm. But reason why I like it, I think, is also just like this kind of like just it's a very simple song from mm-hmm. lyrics wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But simple but effective. Simple but effective, yeah. and, and and just it truly is kind of like being on your own or finding your way. Sometimes is okay, yeah. and like. Um, you you can kind of go on your own path here and it's not it and other people being like oh they're lost it's like they're not lost yeah they're they're not like they're just they're finding their way and it just Mm -hmm. is them kind of going like i'm continue to try and build on me it's not that i can't make decisions right etc um so that's the reason why i thought it was my top bop um hopefully i did enough justice i would definitely say this is one of the stronger songs in the album i think it's fantastic I was so scared that one of you, well, maybe, well, maybe it could be Alan's biggest flop, but I was so scared that like, I was going to be picking the song that you were like, no, I I love this song. I think like the things I think of when I think of the song, um, when she starts to sing, not all those who wander are lost. It starts with just her, the next line, it adds in another layer, Mm -hmm. the next line, another layer. And I just love that effect of just another and then another and another. And it kind of brings me to like the album cover for some reason, where it just, I picture all of them like coming in together to to sing the same message. I love the harmonies. And I really love that. Um, I love little lines like, cause that's not what I mean, if you know what I mean. Like I love a little shit like that. one thing I noticed too with this album is like in past Lana works, any reference to God is like, we don't get along. It's uh-huh. not my thing. This one. And on this record, there are quite a few like, I, I talk to God. I'm kind of into that. And I'm so curious to get your thoughts on that if you have any. And it also just like, that's another thing about Lana, why I like her so much is there's always like this little mystery to her is like, is she being real? Like, is that a true statement or is mm. this like a metaphor of some kind and she, she, she's never gonna really tell you mm. like was there a men in music business conference in orlando we'll never know oh, we'll never maybe know. there was maybe there wasn't it's like that kind of thing like i don't know i like that a lot what i will say just b- b- quickly is that uh the the heart like the you're talking about she sings the first kind of uh chorus by herself and then the second chorus is bigger and the third chorus is mm-hmm. even bigger yep it kind of feels like the first one is her telling herself that, and then it's like her with her group telling mm. it that, and then she's yeah. able. It's when it's because I think it is all her, just with more of her singing on top yeah. of her singing right, right, on top right, of her right. singing. But it's mm-hmm. kind of that even in internalizing it, and that that kind of the more you're able to internalize that, like it's okay that I don't mm-hmm. know where I'm at right now. It's okay that I don't know kind of everything about, I'm I'm learning, I'm wandering, and it's wanderlust, I'm trying to find me. Right. Mm-hmm. The more you tell yourself that, the stronger you, you're kind of your, yeah. your core is with that. And I I love when like songs are able to compile that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really love all those interpretations. I think they're, 
I didn't even think of some of that, just with the layering of the vocals and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, when I saw the track listing, I'm like, that's an allusion to Lord of the Rings right there. Like, Lana just went there with her with her, with her her song. That is a there. classic. She's a Lord of the Rings That's fan. a classic Gandalf quote that made me cry when I saw that movie, by the way. So there you go. But, I mean, I, I find the, the track very valuable. I think it really has its place. I actually think all the tracks have a very specific very specific place on the album and mm-hmm. the, where this one comes in it makes a ton of sense to me um and yeah it just it's very evocative her music is so evocative but this song is so evocative in that like i could see myself in a fucking prairie just walking around <laughs> with the sunflowers not prairie jean right prairie jean. <laughs> maybe i would be with prairie jean i don't know in that prairie but uh <laughs> you know by myself though and yeah, just yeah, yeah. like with prairie jean right yeah. right 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 <laughs> and just taking in nature or whatever and just taking in the moment and it is very much so i think just like taking in the moment kind of song and uh, it definitely has its place on this record. I, you know, this went to this would have been out of place on Norman fucking Rockwell. You For know, sure. I, yeah. I think it really, you know, I I think it's a very good track. It's not. To, too far up there for me, actually. Okay, okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, but... But that's probably speaking to the album. It, it's There's a lot of good songs on it, according to you. Correct, yes, correct. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So speaking of, uh, Ellen, do you want to enlighten us with your top bop? My, my top bop, yeah. Um, so my top bop is White Dress. Um, Solid. Solid. I can't not pick that song because I actually... Should we maybe listen? Oh, we need to listen, right? Yeah. Okay, let's yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's good. That's good. You're excited. You're um, excited. So we we're wait. just going to take a quick listen to the first track on the album, White Dress. Uh, we suggest you do the same. Uh, yes. And make sure you come back. Our don't, sponsor. Don't get lost. We might have a, an audio message from our sponsor. We, we might. And yeah. it might be me. Okay, <laughs> we'll be right back. Down in the metal music business <laughs> company. That is that is definitely like the biggest meme meme of the album. She tried that. to shove every word into like three seconds. Yeah, she yeah. does it in Wild at Heart too. Yeah, uh, with the Jack and Coke. So line. before we get into it too much, Aaron, Alan, please uh, tell us a bit why you chose this song. Yeah, I can't not pick this song as I tried to start before. Uh, but right, right. So I think this song is a career highlight like I think this song stands out with songs like Ride and uh, Norman fucking Rockwell and you know I mean these great songs just in her catalog here and I think uh, this was the one song so it starts the album she starts with these vocals and I heard it and I'm like what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, it takes you it's it's nothing she's ever done before no. you're like what wait what is this? Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. weirdly like I hate to say it but punk like like it's very just like sure. rock like it's it you can feel the angst you can feel the nostalgia you can feel the sadness the longing mm-hmm. and i love it. i i just was so transfixed by it right away and the reason why i mean I, i'm picking this song because i feel like it really it, it is a centerpiece of this record i feel and she did actually say that in interview magazines last summer where she's like i feel like this is the centerpiece for the record and i would agree with that wait did did this song come out a long time ago no she but she has been teasing she's been teasing this record for like she a been, year and a half she's been teasing yeah so she said that white dress is like the pinnacle it's, of the album or she, like the... it's really she said that it's the centerpiece of the record yeah yeah so and i feel like it sets the tone for a record the record it's, it sets the tone for this real narrative arc that i feel this record has in that it's really saying like this is how things used to be and then as you go along it's like 
they're not like that anymore at all. hundred you know? percent. So mm-hmm. it really starts the narrative. And this is the one song, I, there were two songs on this record that I actually was listening to and I sobbed at, just like out oh. of nowhere. Oh. Yeah, just sobbed at. And it was, uh. I think it was the second part where she says, um, Look how I got this. Look how I got this. Yeah, yeah. where the music is starting to build up, which Jack Antonoff's production is excellent on this one because it really builds at the parts where her voice kind of sinks, and Mm -hmm. I I felt like that really complemented it. It's very evocative with the White Stripes references and the Kings of Leon references. Uh I was a White Stripes fan on the record. Hello, take us right back to college. Like when I was sitting in the neither of them for me. Really, (laughs) you didn't like the White Stripes? Oh, that the chick drummer thing really got me. I was like, yes, girl power. I, totally. it, it was yeah. they were not for me I, I know I remember <laughs> listening to the white stripes being like okay well okay fair. and Kings of Leon it was also like a okay oh fair so yeah. I, yeah. I, I lived a different life we did we maybe did. yeah different I lives different lives uh, but yeah this I think the song is very special I, I think it really sets the tone for the record and uh, yeah I really I just really value it a lot I, and I think it's so relatable I also love this song for a lot of reasons. I do think it's one of the most relatable of like, this is where I was at. This is what I was doing. This is just what it was about. And now look where I am. Look how I got this. And I think that way she has of singing in this is very indicative of like that I was just 19 and I think she was trying to find her voice a little bit. So it, it is a little bit like whispery and like, like she doesn't feel confident enough to project at this full volume or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think like if there's ever a retrospective of Lana and her work, this song will be included. Yeah. It, I think it is a, like a beacon of her songwriting ability. I don't, I don't know. I really like this one too. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that like, and again, I think, I don't know if it's like listening with the group or what, how it changes it. Like, so this song was also like one of the songs that like, I remember singing along to and like, the, I want like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, you know how sometimes for conferences that you get like a name tag. It says like, this is the event. My name is, I want like a men in music business conference name tag. I'm like, sure I'm it's Simon. like, in her that, that, that'd be a, that would be, that would be a great Halloween costume is just like to, to be like the, the ticket guy at the men in the music business and conference. You could wear a white dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and be a white In your roller skates. <laughs> um, no, what I, what I like the, the lyrics of it to me, I was actually able to like connect with it when we when we oh wow and, uh, look at me go and I I think it's it's to me it feels like it's the um be, like when we were younger and we started to get attention mm-hmm. from other people in yeah. that way oh and yeah and, if, and by that way I mean like yeah just like that um uh. There's this level of like you start to you you almost feed off of it like it's energy. It's addicting, and yeah. it's addicting to like I'm getting so much attention right now, and I feel mm. so good about myself. You and feel I seen. Yeah. yeah, you feel seen, and you feel. And, and I think that that's kind of what at the end of the summer she's like kind of looking back, being like, I felt like a god. Yeah. I felt like 
holy fuck, I can take on the world right now. Like, yes. And I think the line too, like I felt free cause I was only 19 mm-hmm. also kind of plays off of that. Like I think not necessarily the age, but just like when I was younger, anything was possible. And I, I do find myself sometimes thinking about that, about like how I was at a certain age and how like, n- really the there was no like mental road like blockage to like to me i could do anything yeah in the yeah. in the words of lana del rey it's innocence lost innocence lost i innocence feel like lost. i feel like that was literally me pre-covid oh. that's what like, I, was, I was thinking that the whole time you were saying that i'm just like you're so right because i've definitely been at that place before where you felt seen and like I actually don't feel that way anymore. Like, I just yeah. don't have that anymore. I, I, I felt like it was like, I don't know what was going on, but like, I was on the dance floor, having a good time, yeah. and the eyes were looking at me. Honey, we were on the dance floor. We were on the, we were on the dance floor, mama. Yes, and uh, mama wants <laughs> Getting those that. chicken tendies on the side, mama. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> after a five minute break to get the tenders. We'll be back. And mama, once we get that vaccine, we're doing that. We're, we're doing going that. right back. Yeah. I can't you know? wait to eat those chicken tenders again. Oh, I know. Either fuck. Uh, do you guys? Are you guys? <sighs> I have like one of the things that caused that cry session two weeks ago was mm-hmm. like the anxiety of like Alan. You mentioned earlier on like that COVID has given us the chance to be able to kind of reassess and decide what we do and don't really want to take with us again on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the, I think I've had a lot of anxiety about that. Interesting. Same. Like about like, I don't, I'm a little bit nervous to go back to like, do I really want to go to the, to be like, at the bars every Friday and Saturday night, like until 3 a.m.? Is that, Was that really serving me well? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm not, I, I know I, 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 the feeling of it fe- feels so good, but like, I also know that like, I just, I've appreciated the quiet, mm-hmm. more subtle nights, the, yeah. the more intimate connections mm-hmm. with friends, etc. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I think that, but I definitely relate to the song in that like, I also remember when I first like was kind of like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting noticed all the time. And and it, it does feel very validating. And I think like reminiscing on that and going back and being like, fuck, yeah, like that, I did feel like a God. I did feel so important. Yeah. Great, 100%. great, great song, great song choice. Mm. Thank you. All around, I think we're feeling that one. We're yeah. feeling that one. We're Mama. feeling yeah, that I'm one. So and glad. look for next Halloween when Aaron is the waitress in a white dress, and, and I'm, I'm the, the man at the Men of Music <laughs> Business Conference. I have, I have, I have so many Halloween, Halloween ideas. Absolutely, <laughs> I think we've talked about them. So many, and I'm absolutely the kind of guy who will talk about them and not do it. <laughs> no, I, I, I same, same. I hate Halloween. I hate Halloween, and I will put that on the record. No, I, and if I show up to your party without an outfit. You don't need to tell me because I know and I don't give a fuck. 
I will like I will do bare minimum to get to make an outfit, but guess what? Yeah. It has got to be like breathable mm. because I do not want to be sweating in layers or a wig. That and yeah. also like, but it has to be warm too because if you're outside, if you're going, no, up, I don't, no, uh, mm? I, I'll, I'll take off layers. Like best Halloween costume for okay. me was Tommy Pickles. I wore two white briefs over at the top of each other, and I wore like a okay. crop top blue like shirt. Okay. But you came, Solid. you came in with a wearing a jacket. Of at course, least, right? Of course. It was a mild October day. It was okay. maybe fifty. Oh, okay. 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 Wow. Okay. 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 Maybe yeah. forty. I don't know. I think, but yeah, you're you're probably right. But <laughs> I checked all that shit, baby. You check it. Absolutely. I, it, when I go dancing, I don't want to be sweating, Mama. It's true. I already will be sweating, so it's just a question of how much. Yeah. To the point fair. that you're like. Aaron, is there a swamp on your head? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, the last oh. Halloween that I was part of, or that I actually celebrated, was in this building. There was that party on the rooftop. There was, there was. Yeah. Um, shout Sky out Lounge. to Sky Lounge. Um, Neil, is it Neil? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Neil, Neil Mel. Oh, I, I didn't go to that one. So, but I feel like Clay was also a part of it Clay too. Clay was, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So you shout were, out to Clay if you're listening. Clay yeah. Fielder, Felder. Oh, I did get the invite. I, I didn't celebrate. You didn't celebrate. Halloween. Oh my you God. didn't celebrate. Well, um, Simon, that, that leaves one last person that needs to give us their top five. Oh, I was about to give it to White Dress. Oh my God. I acknowledge everything that you say about it. And I do, I, you know, I think White Dress will be the one that like, as time goes on and I keep listening to the album, it's going to be a clear winner for me mm. probably. But you're right try, now, you're, you're trying to throw a third song in there. You you top pop was white. No, dress. I no, it actually wasn't. Oh. I swear to okay. God, I swear okay. on my life. Okay. I swear on my life. Okay, no, I cross. My my top bop was actually wild at heart. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, we're about to give it a listen. Oh mm-hmm. yes, we are. It's gonna mama. be wild, mama. And we'll be right back. Okay. Oh, mama. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Well, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just did. That, we listened to the song. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Let me collect myself for a moment there. This is definitely one of the parts in the album where I was like, yeah, this is why I love Lana. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, I think at the end of the day with this song, what it all comes down to is like this message of, if you if you love me, if you're into this, it's because you love this uncompromised version of myself. This is who I am. I'm putting it all out there for you. So you're gonna take it or you're you're gonna not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a real take me or leave. A me. real take yeah. me or leave. Put up me. or shut up. Yeah. And I really love that. I think from a production standpoint, like maybe my favorite production on the album. Yeah, it's truly true. a journey, and Jack Antonoff is a genius, 100%. Um, it's those. It's the little lines like, um, I love you lots like polka dots, <laughs> you're killing me more than coffee pots and Insta thoughts. Like, it's so, like, I don't know what it is. It just makes me smile, but I also mm-hmm. deeply relate. I'm like, if there's anything that's killing me, it's my Instagram algorithm, and I need <laughs> help. And if you're a hypnotist, and please reach out. I need to get off social media. It's stuff like get that. O- get off of it. Girl, I'm trying. Delete the apps. Just oh. delete them. Cold turkey them. Cold turkey is a, an app, by the way. Did you know that? Really? Are you on that one, too? I was in college, because it, it would lock you out of programs. So, like, while I was studying cold turkey, I'm going cold turkey. Anyways. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have a lot. That's to a s- smart app idea, though. It is, right? I don't have a lot else to say, really, on this one. I just kind of wanted to throw it out there and get some initial thoughts and throw it your way, see if you had anything to add. I think that one of the things that I uh, I appreciated going through the lyrics with us all together was <laughs> uh, the the beginning of the song where she's like, your picture's on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. They are killing me now. And so I'm going to go smoke cigarettes. And you're thinking, like, that's her trying to, like, just cope with this, like, oh, God, I'm feeling sadness. And then it's to, like, to feel the same smog because Los Angeles has such... She, like, she just turns it on its head a little bit. Like, I was a little bit like, ooh, yeah, okay, yeah, girl. It's quintessential, Lana. Like, she does... She has an ability to do that. And it's, 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 it was, it... I can see the genius songwriting because yeah. that is that is like, girl, yeah, yeah. The yeah. way like you took us for a little bit of a journey right there and flopped us like we thought we were going one way and bam, uh-huh. yeah, we went somewhere else. That's what I'm telling you, Aaron. If like one day, like, because you can't you can't force Lana. You can't you, force it. It's got to be a feeling. So if one day you're like, okay, maybe I'll try Norman again. Uh-huh. I I promise, like maybe there well maybe there will maybe there won't. But I I'm hopeful that there's a moment where you have that with Norman because the songwriting is like that. You know you know what it's I need crazy. to I need you to do that is something that I yeah. do with with uh, a lot of my friends is like uh-huh. when I'm venting to them about like this is going on and yeah. this is going on and like ugh. yeah or like not mostly when they're doing that to me <laughs> yeah. really. I will, like, I, a lot of times it'll remind me of a song that, like, makes total sense and is like, mm. I got you. This is the song for this moment right now. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and I also, like, I try and, like, when I'm thinking, when I'm, I'm going through things, I'm like, what songs feel like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And so if, like, if we're ever talking and, like, I'm opening up to you yeah, about like, I'm like Aaron, this is what's going on. Aaron? There's probably a Lana song for that. Yeah. 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 It, just like if, if there's a Lana song that like relates to that, be like this, listen to this song. <laughs> I like, can do give, that. Give, give me I that. I can do that. I can do that. I do love that. Like, so another thing with this too is like the way that she talks about it is she, um, she's wild at heart, like kind of saying like, it's, it's very much about, the way that she releases like her albums, <laughs> that her choices of like the weird beaded mask, like whatever whatever it is, she's kind of going like I am I am like um, spirit, yeah. the horse stallion running through the Dakotas. Yeah. Love that image. Like, uh, like living that 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 life, like not giving three fucks. Yeah. About what's going on around. Yeah. I, it definitely takes you to a place. Alan? I couldn't agree more. I think it's very much so very Lana Del Rey. I think I think it is uh, high up there in just the songwriting on the record. I think it really is, it feels very important for where it's at in the record, and I, it definitely has its place on the record. The it's production, number five. The production is great. So good. And what I think... Like the lyrics, I I would agree they're so cute. Like it's so cute and it's so Lana. And the funny thing, and I don't know if you you recognize this, but she samples herself. Um, what? She samples, she samples how to disappear. Oh my god! How how did I not bring that up? 
hello, yes, that's the first thing I noticed. That was the most prominent thing I noticed when I listened to this album the first way through and probably why I chose this. She's going to pay herself for it. Is that there is like that music, there is that sample, that musical motif that is pulled directly from NFR, How to Disappear, which, spoiler alert, probably my favorite song in Norman fucking Rockwell. It's very, very good. It's incredible songwriting. It's perfect. Yeah. And so that moment hit and I was like, oh my God. And she brings Joe back. Yes. <laughs> so how, like, literally, how did I forget that? Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Yes. So there was that moment where I was like, where she ties in Norman to the album. And I was like, genius. Genius. Yeah. So I don't think there's a, nobody else has done that before. I mean, I, I mean maybe, maybe somebody maybe, has. But the, the taking a sample from the record prior and putting it into. You gotta admit, it's pretty fucking. It's. It's good. It's pretty. That's good shit. It, that's. Yeah, that's a serve, I think, in my mind. It, it really is. Oh, and she brings him back. She brings him back by name. And I'm just like, that is that is a serve. So yeah. I just treasured that. I felt like it was such a moment. And I feel like what y'all said about just like lyrically where it's at and just like her being wild at heart and being, you know, wolves has really been a big theme, I think, on yes, this record. This of, lone wolf and running promo. with the wolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very much so the thing. She's out in the wild and it's just like yeah, I'm kind of fucked up and, like, I have flaws and, like, I'm going to just kind of let... I mean, the thing, like, her Instagram, too, the, throughout the year, it's just, like, her just posting no makeup stuff and just unfiltered... Well, she's beautiful. Yeah. Stun. Unfiltered everything and just throwing it all out there is just, like, take it for don't give you a want. Don't give a fuck. And yeah. can you believe that that's, like... Remember when she first hit the scene and part of the criticism was like, it looks like she's had work done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, oh my God, really? That's what we're talking about? That was also sexist though. I mean, it really was. Because if you really break it down, what's that criticism? Sorry, this is probably going to go into a total, but I'm just saying just real quick. okay, we're here to talk about it. I'm just saying real quick, like, that if you really break it down for what that criticism was about, it was so ridiculous because it's like, of course. You know, the, all these pop stars, they have an image. It's like, and, yeah, she's a woman in Hollywood. Yeah. She's had work done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Hello. why are you breaking it down in this way? What is it about her that's making you just, like, so there, there was. I don't think it's a her thing. I think it's an everyone thing, right? Like, women in Hollywood just... Right. Yeah. yeah, definitely that. But there, it, it, I do remember that vividly. It, there was... It felt more pointed and a little more powerful for whatever reason. I remember that when she first came out and people were very divided on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for some reason it didn't, it always kind of came back to like the appearance thing and then the fact that she had released music under her name Lizzie Grant. Yeah. And people were like, oh, she, she's adopting a stage name. Like, is that authentic? But if you listen to that music, it's like, that was leading, that was totally still leading up to this. Like, yeah. it was totally in the same vein. It's the same, it's the same, it's thematically still the same. And yeah. I look at, like, Katy Perry. It's like, she's this Christian artist beforehand who had this this other this other name. And then she puts out a, you know, right. I kissed a girl. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, it was much more of a but conversation. Everybody's like, everybody's like I Lana. love I kissed a girl. And we were all dancing Incredible. to that, you know. Is I mean, that why you hate Katy Perry? I, I mean, I like Katy Perry, but the last album sucked. <laughs> Sorry. Well, except for Never Really Over. I mean, that was a serve. There were there were there there were some 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 choice selections from that album that were so good. That's true. Absolutely true. But other songs, most of the album, we respect. Bye, girl. <laughs> bye. So bye. stick to American Idol. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Left flipper, left shark, whatever that was. 
Um, yeah. So now we've gone through our top ops. It's that time of the pod where we, we got to dole out our biggest flops. Yeah. Should we reverse the order? Start with me? Let's do it. Please. Do it. Okay. So for me, I went with the song Yosemite. Um, I, in, you know, it's a tough one. This is a tough one. Cause I do feel like every song, like you said, has a place in the album and I, I like where it's placed right after not all those who wander are lost. I would. I just think if you put the lyrics side to side of all the songs in the album, Lana's better than this lyrically. I think it's. She's definitely written just much better songs. That was. Is my... this the Arkansas one? No. No. That's Tulsa Jesus Freak. Tulsa Jesus Freak. Yeah. yeah. No, doesn't she say it in a couple songs? I feel like. No, I think no. Arkansas okay. is only Tulsa Jesus. Will uh, producer Prairie will check that and get well, back to yeah. me? Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. One bark. One bark for no. No barks. Sounds like yes. Sounds like that's right. That's right. All right. We'll trust it. (laughs) So um, that was my biggest flop. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on Yosemite. Did it ring for you, Aaron? Do you remember it? I don't. I literally could not tell you what it sounds like. Fair. Fair. Weird. Yeah. What about you? So okay. So funny fact. That is a leftover from Lust for Life. Um, That checks out. Rick Knowles produced it. That checks out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similar to the next best American record on the fucking Rockwell. Okay. Fair. Uh, God, how many songs do they write for less? Because it's already a long album. A lot. It's like se- 16, 17 songs. I think I saw something that there were like 140 songs written from that. Girl. Yeah. But anyways, so that is actually probably my third favorite song, and that is the, that is the second song that I sobbed at during, where oh, they God, break it I'm down so and she starts saying, um, and I had to wonder how deep is your canyon and stuff like that. That's and- that's good. I think there are just like there are some lyrics that are like very heavy handed. Something. What was it about? Like we're just like we're different from all our friends. I love Don't that we- though because I that's what all th- that's what not all who wander are lost was sort of about to me in that she was talking to a lover in a way of just saying like, hey, you're weird like me, and then she fades into this, and it's like. Yeah. Hey, we're still weird and we're in this cabin just sure. like in the middle of nowhere and there's just TV static around us. I just don't think it was very nuanced the way mm. she said it. And I like I like my Lana with a lot of nuance. Sure, I sure. Do, I do. But I, again, I like the song. Yeah. I like the song. Yeah. And I had to choose it. Of course song. you did. Of course you did. You had to. You had to. It was this is my job. <laughs> this is my job. full-time career. <laughs> Casper <laughs> Mattress is paying me to do it. <laughs> you know? Lunds and yeah. Byerly's. Lunds and Byerly's. Lunds and Byerly's. Um, <laughs> make sure you go in for the $6 sushi on Wednesdays and the, the no, don't. six buck clock. Six buck clock. Six buck clock. Big fan. Um, so, Alan. Yeah. Well, oh. I'm, I need to know your biggest fan. Okay. And so, I, I, can't, I can't even guess. Okay. So, I have to... God. So, this is really hard, but I my biggest flop, and I have words behind this, is for free... The final song on the record, the oh, cover for yes. free, which is a, a cover of Joni Mitchell from uh, Ladies of the Canyon, which I believe came out in 1970. Uh, she covered this song on the Norman fucking Rockwell tour. She covered it live at the Hollywood Bowl with Zella Day and Wiseblood, who are featured on the track. So when I went into listening to this record, I was like, I know exactly how this is going to sound. And it sounded exactly how I thought it was going to sound. Oh, okay. So what I want to say is that this definitely has a place on the record. Lana has finished three of her records with a cover. Ultraviolence was uh, The Other Woman. Honeymoon. One of my, I love The Other Woman. Honeymoon was Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, which I felt was a little too on the nose. I really like that song, but yes, uh, yes. it's very on the nose. Very on yeah. the nose. 
Uh, this one felt so appropriate to me because, first of all, she's letting her girlfriend start the song. Love it. Let's Wise Blood, who sounds like fucking Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. finish mm-hmm. the song, finish her record, which I felt was such a generous girlfriend serve. What I was saying about this being a feminine record, I mean, she's got two of her girlfriends finishing off her record. With girl her. Power, Spice Girl. Girl Power, That's she's got her girlfriends on the cover and everything. And also, she's talk, what this song is really about is Joni Mitchell walking down a sidewalk in New York, spotting a guy playing his clarinet and saying, that is fucking beautiful, and he's playing for free, and I'll never have that ever again in my life. I will never oh, not wow. play for money. I will huh. never not play for money. I will never be free like that person. And what that does is it brings the narrative full circle to White Dress, where she's saying, I used to be young and free. So that's so funny that, like, Yes, it's your biggest flop, but you, but you also just... educated us on how it's like a great song. Yeah. I love that. It's a serve of, of a finish to a record and everything, but this is the one song that I will never wake up in the morning, or never say never, but I won't wake up yeah. in the morning and think, I'm going to start this day with a for free moment. You yeah, know, I don't fair. think that's ever going to be the case. It's very true to the original. Uh, the piano is very, it's very much the same, and mm-hmm. I knew what it was going to be going into it, but I did get chills the first time I heard Wise Blood come onto the track, and I'm just like, sounds like fucking Joni Mitchell right A star, there. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so that yeah. was actually uh, my biggest flop as well. Okay. Oh, wow. But I don't really have as much to say about it, other than <laughs> I was like, what song kind of took me out a little bit? Yeah. And it was for free, uh-huh. sure. Yeah, yeah. which reminded me to go back into the beginning to the white dress so I could listen to it again for the same day. Down at the men music business. Come back. <laughs> when I was just 19. Oh, so I don't have much to say, but like the fact that you were able to make me even just appreciate this, like the reason why and the yeah. purpose behind it. Like, I love that. Ma- love it. Who I, you know, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Are we ready for single obsessions? Oh my god, that's right. Do it. Uh, Who wants anybody dying to start? I want to start. I really do. I really, really, really want to start. All right. So give it to us. um, This last week, I watched the movie Moxie. Um, It's on Netflix. It's the Amy Poehler movie. She like directed it. Um, Okay. What I have to say is that's the I, I I literally saw it day before we recorded this. The soundtrack is just like punk rock feminism, but like all like very few artists that you've heard of. Oh, great. And we all know how much I love A Star is Born. We mm. do. We do. He's a stan for A Star is Born. Okay. If you hung out with him on a Friday night, he's probably saying shallow. There there was a there was a um a Star is Born reference earlier on in the podcast. I might have blacked it out. Um when we introduced our special guest. Oh, God, Bradley Cooper. How could I forget? Yeah. Oh, I How could you, I forget Bradley Cooper? I thought you were talking about when you mispronounced my last name. Oh, no, yeah. that, oh, that also happened. That was Don't worry, moment. there will be extra swag and merch for you. Uh, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Thank you. Um, well, one of the songs that was a cover um, it was not from A Star Is Born, because that was also a cover, but right. what? La Vie and Rose. Oh, yeah. I love that song from A Star Is Born. Yeah. But in Moxie, it was by this girl, Lucy Dasis. Mm. And it was like a kind of a punk rockish, like yeah. kind of cover. And I loved it. Oh. L O V E D. Loved 
it. And of course, we can thank the the French songbird Edith Piaf for Correct. that that OG track. The OG. Yeah. I still don't know stand. what she's saying. Something about roses. I think it's who French. knows. It's French. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's very French. Language. It's very French. Yeah. What about what about you two? What what's your single obsession? Um, I'll go. So um, I I will say like during this pandemic time, I've realized I've not really been opening myself up emotionally for the arts like I when it comes to television I've literally just been watching Housewives I've been I've been needed well okay that's only partially true that's <laughs> art that that's is art this is only partially true because with with myself I've been very honest and like looked at myself and whatever but when I'm like okay I need a moment I'm either gonna put on some music or like a show it's typically been pretty baseline surface stuff. level surface level stuff maybe some music that we've gone through i've tried a little harder with yeah and so this when when this album came out it really hit me and i was in like a depression for two or three days and i just wasn't ready but it did open me up a little more emotionally again and i revisited a song by ariana grande that i thought was just beautiful called moonlight oh it's Definitely a little more heavy-handed and like the messaging and everything, but God, she sings so good on that song. So that's my my single obsession for the week. Throwing it back to positions with Justin Rice. That's right. Except it's a use bopper album. flap promo code on on just <laughs> on Justin. You will get acknowledged by Jr. In public, yeah. which is big, which is hot. It's a big one. <laughs> it's hot. Yes. Alan, so, what about you? So, similarly, I guess to you, Aaron, I watched a film recently yeah. that had an impact on me, and it was last week. Which I, porno was it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, no, uh, I watched uh, Promising Young Woman last Oh, weekend. yes. We stand. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I oh, it's so it yet. good. Oh, you my must. God. It's I'm gonna, so good. I'm watch. It's so Don't unexpected and beautiful and everything. Very and good movie. The soundtrack is great. It is. And I'm watching this, and I'm... At first, I'm... I First of all, Carrie Mulligan is like brilliant in it Kills but it. there's this central like love story that she's having with i think his name's Bo or something and there's this moment where they're in like a walgreens type facility and paris hilton's <laughs> stars, stars are, are blind. blind starts playing and i don't think i had ever heard the song before but i was what? sitting there i know i oh. know i'm sitting there and i'm just like wait what is this and i am like this is adorable this is yes. so cute this moment right now with them in this Walgreens type store, listening, dancing to Stars Are Blind, that on the way here, I listened to Stars Are Blind twice. <laughs> and we love. I can't wait. I cannot we wait. I've heard about that scene. song. We love that song. Stars Are Blind is a serve, it is a bop. Truly. Like, so good. Th- with, I mean, Gwen Stefani could have fucking sang that one. I mean, it is just such a, it is such a bop of a song. So I will point out one weird thing in that movie is in that scene, the guy she's dating, presumably straight, Mm. knows all the words to Stars Are Blind. Right. I heard that that was a criticism. Fag. But like, but just (laughs) let it, let, let. The movie storytellers have that, uh, okay, you know, okay, okay. Margot Robbie of, <laughs> of the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So. Um, we, we well, well, Alan, this was such a fun episode, Thank and you, so you educated much. me and made me appreciate someone I never Aww. thought I would. I love that. I am so glad you were here. I was like already a Lana fan, and going through this album with you. Oh, just made the appreciation more deep. Thank oh you for God. joining us, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If people want to find you and gab all things Lana, oh. do you have any socials you want to plug? 
Yeah, I just am on the Instagram these days. Just at Alan Semrel. Yeah. How do you uh, how do you spell that for my phone? Your phone is correct, so I don't. I still don't get how you got that wrong. But, right. <laughs> I don't know either. That's A L A N S E M R O W. Yes. 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 On the Weird, I know, Weird. but you'll get used to it. Aaron, where can they find you? Um, I don't. I'm not really on social very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do want to fi- follow my um, less populated accounts, it's. Uh, T-H-E-E-H-R-E-N and this is again weird I know but you'll You'll get get used used to it it. oh we haven't done that in person for so (laughs) long it's been very oh my god and Simon (sighs) and you can find me at the realist Simon on Instagram if you want to follow my ever changing always adding to playlist on Spotify it's called I love this playlist it's truly a hodgepodge of whatever um, and if you want to follow, our, would you ever add it to Apple Music? Uh, that would require an intern. There's like sixteen hundred. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh yep, God. that's a Spotify exclusive, Mama. That's a high college student. Would you like some credit with an internship? <laughs> and it's very important work. You'll be transferring all my music to Apple. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. And to Amazon. And Amazon music. Well, Lord knows that there's probably just some sort of app that will do it. Mm, Apple's and, and, really stingy with like are they? any sort of app transferring stuff outside or to. They're very dumb about that. I bet you there's an app. We could figure it out, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also have our podcast Instagram, at Podcast, And we keep alluding to a Patreon for if we ever, you know, if you're going back in time and listening to this and we get our shit together. And so maybe there. Up, so maybe maybe there. a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not. In the words of Lana, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> June 1st. It, June 1st. For June sure. 1st. <laughs> By June 1st, we will have a Patreon. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it for this week. Uh, tune in next week when we review Rita Ora's discography. It will be brief. I, okay, I actually love, I love Phoenix. I love that album. So don't. How don't. dare you ruin my clean outro. Wow. Uh, bye. bye.